Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening. Praise the Lord and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina. Brother Bill is here. Brother Marshall is somewhere around. He's here. And praise God for all of you. We want to thank the Lord for his loving, his caring, his giving, and his cherishing of us as a church and as a ministry. Amen. The Lord has um, decided to use us in very special ways. And one of them is the adjudications that we present before him as the righteous judge at the latter end of our broadcast. It's a very significant portion of our service to the Lord. You see, through these adjudications, the Lord intervenes into the lives of nations all over the world. And it is important to him that we present them to him and that we remain united as a body, as a church, as they are presented. So I want to encourage you that if you are not able to remain on the air with us all the way to the end, that you recast that portion of the broadcast so that you're able to hear what God presented. We do Posted in the chat room and in the prayer room so that you'll have an opportunity to read through that yourself and understand better what we are presenting before the Lord that he might intervene. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that so many of you are up tonight, and I pray that more will join us as we continue. Amen? Praise the Lord. There are a lot of things going on in the world and in every country and in every city. It seems that there's an uh, upheaval of sorts worldwide. And so we ask the Lord uh, to step in. We ask him to intervene. We ask him to order situations all over the world according to his will, according necessarily the will of man, but according to his will. Uh, We ask him to direct and guide and to do what he wants done. Amen? So often people go to the Lord and they have an agenda. The agenda is to get done what they want to see done. But that's not uh, what we're praying for. We're praying for the Lord's will to be done, for him to intervene, for him to make a ruling, just like when you go to court here on earth, the judge makes a ruling, and then the ruling is carried out. That's what we're asking the righteous judge, the Lord Jesus, to do. And he does, and we're seeing the results of those things. We're also asking him to uncover everything that's been hidden and bring it out into the public arena so that everybody can know what people have been doing behind closed doors and in boardrooms and on emails and in conference meetings 
where the public is excluded. You see, what they decide behind closed doors affects our everyday lives. Uh, What they attempt to do in the halls of government affects our everyday lives. And so we need to have input. We need to be aware. And when it comes time that something is critical, we need to present it before our God. Amen? Amen. So we would love it if you could stay with us during the continuation of the broadcast to be a part of that. It's the work and part of the work that the Lord has given us to do in the earth. And so it's a all-hands-on-deck situation. Amen? And it's a very critical time. It's a very critical time. You see, we live in very troubling times. We live in dangerous times. I mean, at this point, people are showing up uh, to the grocery store with a rifle and killing people that came to get uh, the groceries for Sunday dinner. We have situations where you have an entire team of police officers. You have SWAT teams. You have the local police, police from surrounding areas, border patrol, all kind of police, all there at one time, and you lose uh, children and adults, too many, and nobody wants to take the responsibility. That means we can't depend on them the way we once did. So you see we have all kinds of situations brewing all at the same time. You have uh, individuals that have way too much money for their own good inter, uh, intervening with their own personal and social agendas. You have government that have come together in this mindset of tyrannical rule. We have all kinds of mischief and sin, wickedness and evil going on on this planet at one time. And we cannot afford to go asleep. We have to stay awake, stay alert, and stay on the job. And that's what God is calling us to do. Amen? That's what God is calling us to do. You know, I was I was visiting a business yesterday, and I overheard somebody making this comment. I've heard this phrase before, so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. Well, that does not apply to this ministry. We are heavenly-minded, and we are some earthly good. Because what we pray and what we do affects the lives of human beings that are on this planet right now and will be here in years to come. If we don't stand for what is right, what will be left? Amen? What will be left? If we don't stand up for what is right, what is left? So we must must each take our part and our responsibility in the body of Christ to be active believers, not just concerned 
about our little home life and how our little world goes. That's called selfishness. That's called conceitedness. That's not Christ-like. We're to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and that's maybe part of the problem some of us don't love ourselves. But we're working on that, aren't we? I hope so. We actually have to love our neighbor actively, reach from where we are at home or at work or wherever we happen to be all the way around to Taiwan. But our prayers can certainly go there. Our prayers to the Lord and his judgments can go there and can change things. And so let us not be lax in our responsibilities to the Lord. Let us not forever be running to the Lord about what I need, what I need, what I need, and what I need, and not be willing to hold up the banner of love that Jesus has given for the body of Christ. We care about people in every nation, not just the nations where we have people listening. We care about people all over the world. We're supposed to. Whether they're sinners or saints, we're supposed to care. And we're supposed to love. Faith works by love. And so let us join together and display our love as we pray about the things that God brings our attention to. You know, for a long time, Christianity wasn't really favorable in a lot of other nations. And many people left from Europe and left from the United States and other countries to go evangelize other nations where the gospel didn't spread as far. But you see, we can't stop being a light to the world. We have far more freedom in this nation than a lot of other nations have. And they look to us to see how things are going here. Well, if it's going like that over there, that's what we ought to do. They may not come right out and say it, but that's the way they behave. So I want to encourage you to continue to stand with the Lord. We may not see all the results that we want to see right now, but we have given them over into the hands of the Lord. And if we continue to do that thing that he has asked of us to do, then we are found well-pleasing in his sight. And that's important. It's important that we put our hands to the plow and not turn back. It's important that we put our hands to the plow and not turn back. It's important that we develop our faith. It's important when people come up on the broadcast to receive prayer and to be delivered that we're not all distracted doing 20 different things, but we're focused in with our prayers. It makes a difference in the warfare. Amen? So I want to encourage you to be consistent, and to be faithful. Amen? I want to encourage you to do these things. I want to thank everyone 
who prayed when we sent out the emergency prayer information this week. We've had several emergencies this week. In fact, um, almost every morning I've had a different emergency. But you see, you came to, to, the, to put your hands to the gospel plow, and you began to intercede. And we have a favorable ending because you interceded. I want to thank you for that and applaud you for your faithfulness to the Lord and to the ministry. Many of you got a text message. It's time to pray. We need to pray. Well, that's the truth. When we call the prayer warriors and say we need to pray, we need you to pray. You got a prayer language. It works. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Amen? It works. So we want to thank the Lord for all of you who cared and who came to pray. Know that the labor that you're doing in the Lord is not in vain. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, other people have come to appreciate this ministry because they see that we walk in love together. You don't usually find that in some places, especially not a ministry that's spread out as far as this one is. We're worldwide. This is not just a local ministry. No, it's worldwide. And we still, through the power of the Holy Spirit, come together as the body of Christ and do the work that God is calling us to do. Amen? We still do what God calls us to do. And those of you that have not yet joined in, please do. This is who we are. This is what we do. Amen? Amen. So I want to thank everybody. You see, the day will come when you need some emergency prayer. And you want everybody to stop whatever they're doing and pray for you too. So don't be shy or reluctant to join us. Do join us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So um, encourage you and to admonish you pretty much at the same time. Some people claim they don't like politics. But you see, politics affects everyone's life on the planet. If you live out in a hut in the middle of the desert somewhere, politics still affects your life. If you live in a high-rise in New York City, politics still affects your life. So to try to turn your head and put your head in the sand and say, I don't want to deal with that, becomes a crime not only against humanity but against Jesus Christ. Amen? It becomes a crime. And we know that there are people that are with us that don't want to be involved in that. But, you know, you'll have to answer to Jesus Christ for that. And that's what I'm trying to say to you now. What we do or fail to do, we have to answer to the Lord for it. Amen? The Bible says that after we leave this body, then the judgment. So it's a serious matter. It's not 
uh, something that should be trivialized. It's a very serious matter. Amen? And so I want everyone to understand that, that what we do and what we fail to do matters. God is looking. He's observing. He's very much aware. Amen? Nothing escapes him. So let us be faithful to the Lord while we have the opportunity to be faithful to him while we're on the earth. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this fast that you have blessed us with. We want to thank you for every opportunity that we have to seek you. We have a very busy world going on. And it appears that there is never a time when drama is not a part of it. So we want to thank you for these times that you give us to pull aside and to focus our attention on you. They are precious and they are cherished. And we do appreciate them, Lord. We appreciate the growth that happens within us as we participate and as we yield ourselves. We want to thank you for that. Sometimes the growth is not seen immediately, but we find out as we go along, it's there. When the circumstance comes to try us, we find out if we've grown or if we haven't. So we want to thank you, Lord for helping us to be cognizant of what is going on in our own soul. Amen? Amen. So we give you praise. We give you glory, and we give you honor for it, Father. In Jesus' holy name, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up the remainder of our fast. We lift up the remainder of our fast before you. And we thank you for the strength and for the grace that we have received, we thank you for the peace that we have. We thank you, Lord, that we are more cognizant of the will of God for our lives, that we might obey. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for the continual change that's in us. We celebrate the change when we came to you. And we celebrate the continual change and transformation that's taking place in our lives. We vow before you, Father, to continue working as you have called us to until you bring us home. Amen? Until you bring us home. We want to thank you. And we want to thank you that we are the redeemed of the Lord. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We say so. 
We're not who we used to be. And we don't have to continue to live out of the old man. We are walking in the newness of life with Christ Jesus our Lord. And so all of those things that came before, we can let them drop off because they're not the real us. The real us is someone whom Jesus Christ has changed and has redeemed, the real us. And all of that other is sloughing off as we continue to go forward in faith with you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for the word of God that you have implanted in us. We thank you for your very nature underneath it all, in us, in Christ. We want to thank you for every honor, every blessing, and every grace that we've been bestowed with. We want to thank you for the word of God. It's helping us. It's making us. It's developing us. It's cleansing us. It's purifying our lives. We want to thank you. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. And as we have been memorizing Psalm 91, Father, we want to thank you for receiving a greater depth of meaning to those words. They're not just general words for everybody. They're personalized to each one of us. We thank you, Father, and we give you praise. We thank you for the for the wall of fire with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for your warring linking angels that surround us. We want to thank you for the praising angels. We want to thank you for your ministering spirits. We want to thank you for your involvement in our personal lives, Lord. You are God Almighty, yet you don't think it robbery to deal with mere mortal man. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you that by December, we'll be different persons from who we are right now. We will be stronger. We'll be more resilient. We'll have a greater depth of faith. We'll have more trust than we have at this moment. And it's something, a blessing to look forward to, Lord. You know, like the seed that's placed in the ground and it's given water and sunlight, it begins to sprout as soon as it's placed in the dirt. And then it begins to grow. And it does not yet appear who we shall be, what we shall be, but we know that When we see you, we'll be like you. And so we look forward as the transformation continues, as the change continues, because we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we say so. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, We bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, 
all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments, tannic agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies and in the bush and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks to the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronical, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all their brainwashing, Kundalini spirits and their attacks. We bind them in Jesus' name. We bind the psychic abilities in the Kundalini spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all water, marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, artificial intelligence, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks. All targeted radio frequencies, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind you in Jesus' name. These attacks come to us every day, Lord, as we have constant interface with electronic and digital equipment, including our cell phones. So we thank you, Father, for every opportunity that we have to bind the work of the enemy against our lives in Jesus' name. Oh, We bind our mystic rituals and their intent. We bind our sonic frequencies, our audio weapons, all microwave attacks, pulse weapons, targeted radio frequency, all 5G, everything coming off the towers, everything coming off the satellites, and everything coming through our devices. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the work of every druid in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind EMF and EMP attacks in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Father, for protecting us from evil 
and those, Lord, that would attempt to knock us off the grid and thereby diminishing our defenses in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Rukositiri Barusha, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Arctic, Antarctic, Islander, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Indonesian, Australian, New Zealand, Samoan, Sri Lankan, North American, all South American, all the islands surrounding and in between, all tribal and indigenous groups, and all other groups all Caribbean and Latin American, black and white magic, wherever it is practiced on the globe, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. We bind every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord as the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity and supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents and all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. In the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bind all vampire spirits, 
voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Uh, We bind all make-believe, fantasies, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, spirits, and works of the oppressor, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits, and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem. Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cotton cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, and and ceremony in the name of Jesus Christ. All the demonic powers that they use, we bind in the name of Jesus. All false doctrine that they espouse, we bind in the name of Jesus. And so with all the associated organizations, in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that's familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives, we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, And we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, 
to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we want to thank you for your love. We lift up to you, Father, Brother Sam, who is growing in faith as he overcomes his physical obstacles in the name of Jesus. We lift up to you, Lord, this most recent obstacle. And we take from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over every infection if that indeed is what it is, in his body in Jesus' name. We bind it from the root. We lay the battle axe of the word of God to the root of it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We uproot every infection. We ask you, Father, to bring an end to the infection drama in his life in the name of Jesus. We thank you for health. We thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance in his life in Jesus' name. He has stood faithfully, Father, as the doctors have done what they did and and some didn't do what they could have done and others did what others wouldn't do. Regardless of what they do, Father, we thank you that you are his healer and he proclaims you to be so. He's looking to you to heal his body, Lord, the body that you died for and purchased. It's yours. And we thank you, Lord, for taking care of his soul and his body in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, to release greater healing in his vessel in Jesus' name, that he might be able to greater participate in the things of God. We ask you, Father, to keep him encouraged. We thank you, Lord, that he knows that he has a family here at Miracle Internet Church that cares, that loves him, that is grateful to God for him, and that will stand in the battle with him, Lord. We thank you for increased encouragement coming into his life, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Father. We bind all the pain and the suffering. That has come against his life in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Father, for healing him, for giving him improved healing, Father, greater healing, more healing throughout his body, throughout his soul, even in his spirit, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let his family see, Father, that he has another family the body of Christ, 
We thank you and we give you praise, Lord, for every time you have touched his life and every time you have brought him one step farther. This is one of these one step at a time things, but we're going every step of the way with him. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for this journey, Father, for this journey of faith with him and with his family in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. Praise you, Lord, for all who are persecuted, especially those who were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you. We thank you for releasing your word to Brother Sam and to others who have infirmities, who have problems in their bodies, Lord. We thank you for helping them, for giving them the encouragement and the strength that they need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. We disconnect ourselves from every computer terminal. Every electronic and technological device and we bind the demons that come through the, those portals in the name of Jesus. We bind every devil that followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the befuddlement of the doctors in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their confusion in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their error in the name of We bind their misdiagnosis. We bind their choosing the wrong medication for the wrong patient. And all the other multitude of decisions that they must make that they do not do trusting you, many of them, but trusting their education. We thank you for your divine intervention, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. They are but human, but you are God. And we look not to human means, but we look to the divine one himself, to the holy one of God. We thank you for the Lord our God who heals us. We ask, Father, that you overshadow every doctor, every nurse, every pharmacist, every clinician that must come in contact with us, every phlebotomist, whomever that person may be, Father. We ask that you overshadow them when they come to minister to a a member of Miracle Outreach Ministries in the name of Jesus Christ. That your overriding providence and wisdom be enforced in Jesus' name. 
Be it the anesthesiologist, be it the dentist, whomever it may be, Father. Be it the ophthalmologist or the or the endocrinologist. We ask that you personally overshadow them, Father, as they minister unto us, Father. We thank you that the ministry will truly come from you. We plead the blood of Jesus over our transportation, even an ambulance, in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over any spirit or entity that would enter the roadway and cause harm or destruction to any of your children in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the traffic laws being observed and obeyed in the name of Jesus, and we bind every spirit of lawlessness in Jesus' name. We thank you for your protection, Lord. We cover ourselves and our property, whatever that may be, with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over people stealing our computers or our cell phones or the information therein in Jesus' name. We cover all of our information and communications with the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that those that have no business in our business not be able to peer into what is not their business. We bind their meddling in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their meddling in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that you will perfect the things that concern us in Jesus' name. We lift up to you, Lord, all of those folks that feel it is their job and responsibility to go around taking pictures of people's homes and then sending them letters and communications telling us that uh, they want to buy our house when we didn't put it on the market. They call us. They harass us. They bombard us with mail that we don't want. We thank you, Lord, for dealing with that situation. We hand it to you. The Bible says for us to cast all of our care upon you, and we cast this care upon you in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to bring an end to that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Not only is it meddling, but it's intrusive. Beyond the boundaries, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for bringing a close to the intrusiveness that businesses have had because our local governments sell our personal information to whomever will buy it. In Jesus' name, 
We call for an end to our personal information being sold to anyone at any price for any reason. And now in more than one state of the union, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearm people that do not have warrants, they do not have a warrant because they have no justification for a warrant are going from door to door to people's houses that they have no business uh, crossing their property line to uh, claim they want to see somebody's gun or they want to see if you have a right to have it. They have no right to be there. Father, we ask that you arrest them and apprehend them and put them behind bars because what they're doing is illegal in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Father, for giving the members of Miracle the wisdom to call the law enforcement if such should happen to them. We are not to be harassed by those who think they have authority. We bind the inordinate use of authority in the name of Jesus. They also have no right to come to the attorney generals of every state and ask them for information on who has a control, um, a concealed license permit, and who does not. That's not their business. So, Father, we thank you. And other intrusive information. We brought to you on many occasions how they're giving the students uh, surveys that are beyond what a survey ought to be to any child in the name of Jesus Christ, that they're doing everything they can do to make inroads for sin. So we bind them. We bind them. We bind their evil works in the name of Jesus. We bind their evil intent in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for your righteous adjudication in this, these matters, in Jesus' name. Help your people, Lord, to see that it's a need to pray. It's a need to pray. They need to pray. Amen. Raise up those that will listen to you, Lord, and who will actually pray when you call them to prayer, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you. We want to give you praise. We want to give you the glory and the honor for it, Father, in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, all needles, spears, all voodoo, anything sent to us from any, any place and any spirit and any one in Jesus' name. We return it to the senders according to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, and we sever all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We want nothing to do with Satan and his powers. We tear down walls of protection around shamans, Globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, prognosticators, and such in Jesus' name. 
We break the power of every curse, spell, love spell, voodoo, magic, sickness, death, destruction, crystals, root work, tribal rituals, psychic warfare, psychic prayers, ungodly blessings, ruka, chanting, all mind control, all psychic prayers and psychic thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ, every hex and every vex in Jesus' name. We break their powers over our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, glory, and honor in the name of Jesus. We break the power. We bind the power of every spirit of wizardry and sorcery in the name of Jesus. We bind the destroying effects of those spirits in Jesus' name. And we loose the healing virtues of the Lord Jesus Christ over the body of Christ, the members of our Miracle Outreach Ministries, in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, saints, the Lord There we go. That's better. It says, keep believing, keep standing. Keep believing, standing. Amen. Keep believing, keep standing. In the time... The three and a half years of Jesus' ministry, time that he was here, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people healed by him. The Apostle John said that the world could not contain all the books that could be written about all the miracles that Jesus performed. Well then, from that we must conclude that Jesus enjoys performing miracles. Amen? That Jesus enjoys performing miracles. In the examples of healing which are recorded in the scriptures, there are very important keys that will help us to receive healing. As we take these important keys and apply them to our lives, we will have more success and be able to reach out to Jesus Christ and receive the healing that he has already provided for us. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. He knew it was the will of his Father to heal the sick. He took the power and authority over sickness and the unclean spirits, and he commanded them to leave. Jesus spoke the word. Jesus laid hands on the sick. 
Jesus rebuked sickness and disease. Jesus took authority over spirits of infirmity and sickness. Amen. Spirits of infirmity and sickness. In every one of the healings that Jesus manifested, there was one thing that he required of everyone, just one thing. And it is what he requires of us, whether we're seeking physical healing or something else. He required an act of faith. He required an act of faith. Regardless of how each person was healed, everyone who was healed had to act in faith before they were healed. This is extremely important receiving healing. We must receive our healing by faith before we see the manifestation in our body. Again, I say, we must receive our healing by faith before we see the manifestation in our body. Amen. And Mark 11, beginning with verse 24. Mark chapter 11, beginning with verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And When ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Well, I'm going to make this statement. If you have gotten frustrated, along the way with your medical team, you'll need to forgive them. Yes, you'll need to forgive them. If there have been a medical team working with you in the past and they didn't do all that they could have or should have done, you must forgive them member of the medical team that you felt that you received the wrong treatment, you must forgive. Because if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. You see, you can't afford, if you are desiring to receive healing, of having unforgiveness in your heart toward anyone, even if you have forgotten about the matter and gone on about your business. You must forgive. 
So every day you must make an active situation where it comes to heal, to forgiveness. You must open your mouth and say out loud, Father, I forgive whomever. You can't afford to just let this slip by. It will hinder you if you do. It's something important to remember. It's something important to do. It's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. I remember once I went to this, I won't name the name of the company because they're still in business. I went there to get some blood drawn for some tests. And I explained to them quite simply that I needed a butterfly needle. I didn't need that big thing. I need, I know about my veins. I know about them. I know about them from my family history, and I know about them through experience. I need a butterfly. But I want you to know that there were about three or four phlebotomists that came to me poking me in the same arm over and over and over again before they found one person that could get it right. Now, granted, I sat there patiently. But when I left there, I had to forgive those people. And to tell you the truth, I have never gone back to that company since. Amen? (laughs) Sometimes things just don't go right. But you need to forgive the circumstance just the same. Amen? I'm hoping that I make that clear. Because there have been times where I've been jabbed um, more times than, than was necessary. And I know that I'm not the only person on earth that has undergone such treatment. A lot of people, things have gone wrong in the surgery. And things were left in their bodies that weren't ever supposed to be there because somebody wasn't paying attention to what they were doing. You still have to forgive them. You can't hold and and uh, keep and, and a grudge. You can't hold on to it. you got to let it go. It will hinder your healing if you don't forgive. Amen? Amen. So if we keep our eyes on our physical condition, the pain and the symptoms of the disease, we will limit God and will not be able to release our faith. To believe God will do exactly what he has promised to do and to act in faith. Let me say that again, because this is very, very important in being healed. If we keep our eyes on our physical condition, the pain, the symptoms, and on and on and on, you know how it goes, the bills and the this and the that and the this and the that, you know how that works. If we stay focused on that, we will limit God and will not be able to release our faith. 
our faith to believe that God will do exactly what he was has promised to do. It will hinder us from acting in faith. So we have to make a concerted effort to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and on his word. Now, for a moment, I want you to consider Abraham and Sarah. They were both beyond the age to bear children. In the natural, it was physically impossible for them to have a child. But God gave them a promise. It's not that God didn't know that it was physically impossible for them to have a child when he decided to introduce that subject to them. He did know. And they knew too. Nonetheless, he gave them a promise. Uh, You have a physical impossibility between two people. Nonetheless, God gives his promise. So now you have a choice. Are you going to keep looking at the physical impossibilities, or are you going to keep your eyes focused on God and his promise? You see, that's the way it is. That's the challenge. He promised Abraham that his seed would be multiplied on the earth as the stars in the heavens and that he would be the father of many nations. Let's go to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, beginning with verse 1. Genesis chapter 17, beginning with verse 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine. So he was 99 years old. All right? 99 years old. Think about that. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. He's telling an old man, a 99-year-old man who has had no child in 99 years, no matter going to be a father of many nations. It sounds almost like an absurdity, except God was the one who promised. Let's go on to verse 15, Genesis chapter 17, beginning with verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name, shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her 
and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings shall be of her. Well, you see, when God gave them this promise, you know how humans are. They're going to figure it out how to do it their way. And so there was an Ishmael that God didn't say to do anything about. You know how human invention gets in the middle of God's instructions. God says A to B. Well, because the humans can't figure out how to get from A to B, they they began to invent ways to get it done. God didn't ask for any help. He said from A to B. And some of us act the very same way. God gives the promise. We can't figure out how he could possibly do it, so then we start working up ways to try to see if we can't figure out how to get it done. God is God all by himself. He created the world before you were conceived. Surely he can handle whatever it is he's promised you. All right, 17. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is 90 years old, bear? Well, Abraham fell on his face and laughed in God's face. Isn't that cute? And Abraham said unto God when he finally stopped laughing, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. Well, what does Isaac mean? Isaac means that God laughed. Mm. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So you see, saints, God knew about the physical condition. But God didn't give the physical condition a priority. God made his promise, and his promise was as good as God is. God is good all the time. Amen? God is good all the time. More than 20 years passed from the time God first made his promise until Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Yet Abraham did not keep his eyes on his physical condition nor upon Sarah's womb, her barren womb. He knew God's promise would not fail. He knew that God's promise would not. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Romans chapter 4, verse 
20. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. I'm going to start with verse 18. As soon as I get to that page, Romans chapter 4. I've decided to start with verse 18. All right. Maybe 17 would be would be better. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, makes alive the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's how God is. You see, he's not hindered as we sometimes are. And we're supposed to act like him, not like the unbelieving us that we used to be. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which is spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And we have to get to that place too, each of us. We have to come to that place in our relationship with the Lord. You see, our healing is not separate from our relationship with the Lord. It's all intertwined. He tells us in the story of the vine that without him we can do nothing. No unbelief or distrust, distrust made Abraham waver or doubt, questioning, concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. He grew to the place that he was satisfied and assured that God was not only able and had the power to keep his word, but that he would do what he had promised. We have growing to do, don't we, saints? You see, when you worry, it pulls you in different directions. But if you're going to follow God, you can only go in one direction, the direction in which God is leading. Amen? You have to learn, L-E-A-R-N, 
to cast every single little and large care on the Lord and trust in him. It's learning. You say, well, I trust him, yes, but there's more trusting to be done. And I think some of us don't yet understand that. There's more trusting to be done. He staggered not at the promise of God through a lack of trust in God, but he was strong in trusting God. Hmm. Abraham did not consider the natural limitations of his physical body. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. As long as you keep your eyes on your physical condition, your faith will begin to waver. God did not consider the natural limitations. Abraham did not consider the natural uh, limitations. So why should you? And some of you go into your prayer closets telling God, but the doctor said, but the doctor said, no, the word said, the word said, the word said. The word says this, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. While the words are coming out the doctor's mouth, you got to learn how to put them in their place under the feet of Jesus. Amen. Well, how do you do that? Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is your helper. Have you asked him how? You see, if you keep your eyes on physical and natural limitations, It will cause you to question God, to doubt his will to heal you. It will undermine your trust in him. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God has promised, he was mighty and had power to perform. This is the type of faith that we must have today in the promises God has given us concerning his divine healing power. We must be fully persuaded that God will accomplish his promises to us and in us. We have to grow. In God's promise to her, Sarah's dead womb was strengthened. The impossible was made possible. She conceived and gave birth to Isaac. You see, Sarah had to receive strength, physical strength, and faith to conceive. There are a lot of people now in the same position. They need to receive faith and strength to conceive 
and to carry through to deliver it. Well, I'm here to bring you good news. That faith, that courage, that strength is available from God, but you'll have to seek him to get it. Amen? You'll have to seek his face continually. You can't have pity parties and crying sessions and tantrums every day and expect to get there. Those things will have to pass away. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says the following. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says the following. For we walk by faith not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. What you do is you keep going to God telling you, well, this part of my cycle has stopped, and this is doing this, and that's doing that, and the other is doing the other, and it's not lining up, and the doctor says I don't have enough hormones. And on and on and on and on and on you go. Well, there comes a place where you have to put all of that aside and stand firmly and resolutely on the promise of God to you and not move and not waver no matter what. Amen. We all have room to grow. Amen. To receive healing tied to your relationship with Jesus Christ and not just to a teaching. That's right. Well, I heard brother so-and-so preach such and such and such. I'll say it again. To receive healing, your faith must be tied to your relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't have a relationship to Jesus Christ and your faith way over there somewhere. No, 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 no. It all goes together. Abraham and Sarah's faith was tied to their relationship with God. They knew him. They knew his power. They knew he was faithful and would do all that he promised. Their faith was in God. They didn't have modern medicine as we know it. They didn't have that place to place their faith. All they could do was place their faith in God. They didn't have the New Testament. It hadn't been written yet. Amen? Another important element to receiving healing 
is that our faith to believe for our healing must be tied to our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's an integral part of our relationship. You say, well, you just said that, and I'm going to keep saying it until it sinks in. It's a part of your relationship with your heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ, and with God the Holy Spirit. It's a part of the relationship. It's not a separate entity. Praise the Lord. We must know him personally, intimately. We must have an experience with Jesus Christ where we know his plans and purposes, where we know his will and have seen his faithfulness in fulfilling his promises. We have to have some experience with God. One of the greatest hindrances today that blocks many people from receiving healing is the fact that they do not know if it is God's will for them to be healed. Well, that's got to be settled in every heart and every mind. There are Christians who have resigned themselves to the sickness, the illness, the physical handicap in their bodies because somehow or other, I don't know where they picked that up, but I'm sure it was via the devil, they feel somehow it's God's will if they suffer and all this suffering is for his glory. Get off that page, please. That's not the page Jesus is calling us to. Amen? God receives glory when faith is released. And his divine healing power is released to ease the pain, remove the sickness and disease. In your heart of hearts, in your mind, this issue must be settled forever. Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Amen. It is God's will to heal us. This is one of the most important keys to taking hold of your your healing. Amos 3.3 3 says, two cannot walk together lest they be agreed. Well, here you have God saying, I'm willing to heal you. I want to heal you. I desire to heal you. So you can't be in agreement with God saying, I'm not sure about that. It just isn't going to work. You have to come into full agreement with Almighty God that he wants to heal you, he desires to heal you, and he's going to heal you. Amen. Third John 2, 
3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Your faith's got to grow. Everybody's faith has got to grow. Amen? Amen. Jesus, God sent Jesus to destroy the works of the devil. So sin, sickness, disease, and death do not come from God. He's trying to get you beyond that. These things have come upon mankind as a result of man's sin in the garden. 1 John 3, 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? God isn't sending some disease to you. The disease is already in society because of the corruption that sin brings. Amen. Our Heavenly Father sent Jesus to pay the price, to take our sins and to bear our sicknesses upon his body so that we can be free from them. Isaiah 53, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, on Calvary, that we, being dead to sin, now that we've come to Jesus and received him, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. When? On the cross. Amen. Jesus broke the power of sin, sickness, and death over us. God does not take what Christ came to destroy and place it back upon us. Jesus is the Savior of our souls as well as our bodies and stands ready to forgive and heal all those who come to him in faith. He forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. Jesus' actions and in his teaching and training, when he was training the disciples, forgiveness and healing were both considered as a vital part of the salvation that he offers to mankind. 
Not only did Jesus manifest God's divine healing power in healing the multitude, he gave his disciples power to cast out unclean spirits and heal the sick. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Matthew Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Well, Isn't that powerful? God released his power to his 12 disciples because he wanted more people healed of sickness and disease. Sent them before him into the cities where he would be coming and told them, Down a few verses, Matthew chapter 7, we're there. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Evidently, this is the will of God for everybody to be healed. Amen? Well, you say, what about that blind man in the Bible? He got he got healed, but he was born blind. Well, see, that was a special case. I mean, if nobody was blind, how was God going to demonstrate to others who hadn't been born blind, but something happened, that he could do it? He took the most extreme case, somebody that was born blind, and healed them. Now what can you say? Now what are you going to do with your unbelief and your distrust? It never, the man testified himself. It never been heard of that anybody that was born blind had been healed. So as a result of that, people that were blind came flocking to Jesus to get healed. That's how that works. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So I know in your, in your prayer closet every day, you said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm treading on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. I just know you're doing that already. Thank you, Jesus. When he commissioned and sent 70 disciples before him into the cities, he said to them, And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh or close unto you. Jesus considered healing of the body as part of the salvation he came to bring and as a visible sign that the kingdom of God had come. He wanted people to know, no, it's not coming, it's here. 
The kingdom of God is here. He never taught one sick person to resign himself to being sick. No, you're supposed to be progressively moving in the opposite direction. You're not supposed to be stagnating in, well, I'm, I, just, I just feel bad. I don't know what's wrong. No, you're supposed to be on the move. You're supposed to be moving forward in faith. Amen. Everywhere he went, he clearly revealed through his actions and by his word that it is his will to heal. Matthew 8, 16, Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Matthew chapter 12, verse 15. Matthew chapter 12, verse 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. And he healed them all. He healed them all. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. The Lord. Luke six nineteen, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him, and he healed them all, and he healed them all, and he healed them all. The more closely we look at the healings that Jesus did, we can see that without a doubt, you nobody should have a doubt now, that it is God's will to heal all of those who come to him and release their faith. As you fix your eyes upon Jesus, as he walked, through the countryside, all through the Gospels, reaching out in love, touching in compassion, healing the broken, healing the diseased bodies, responding to the desperate cries of the hopeless. Please see Jesus as your personal healer. Amen? Please see him as your personal healer. In Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Jesus is saying, I'm willing. The man said, if you will. Jesus said, I'm willing. I'm willing. Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Amen. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. People followed Jesus from the mountain and were pressing him on all sides. Lepers 
were considered unclean. They were considered as outcasts, isolated, separated from contact with other people. Yet this leper ran through the crowd and fell at Jesus' feet. Amen? And fell at Jesus' feet because, you see, leprosy was considered as a judgment on sin. So they were outcasts. Their head had to be bare. They would have a covering over their mouth. And they were to cry unclean, unclean as a warning as they came in contact with the populace. They were separated from the people of the city and completely cut off from the house of God. They couldn't go to church. Family and friends shunned them because it imparted uncleanness and defilement. That's what was believed. So the leper's condition was considered incurable. He was full of leprosy. It had spread over his whole body. He was leprous from head to foot. And his leprosy was a spreading disease. It was like a living, excuse me, death sentence. Amen? So what could be done about something like that, you say? Enter Jesus Christ. Amen? Enter Jesus Christ. The leper, no doubt, had heard about Jesus. The news about Jesus' ability and power to heal was spreading everywhere. So the man broke through the crowd and ran and fell at Jesus' feet. And Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 12. And he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Well, Jesus was willing. He was willing then. He's willing now. He did not change. The leper had believed the report concerning Jesus. See, he had some faith. He had some hope. It was a step of faith for him to come and face the scorn and the rejection of peace that he was well too accustomed with. He had no doubt about Jesus' power to heal him of that dreaded leprosy. He had believed the reports that he'd heard about Jesus' power to heal He just wasn't sure that Jesus was willing to heal him. So he said, if you will, Lord, he addressed him, Lord. Lord, he called him Lord. If you will, Katie, that he was willing to be made clean and that he believed that Jesus could heal him. An act of faith. Jesus looked at the man and saw his horrible condition. He was moved with compassion, and from his heart of compassion came this response I will. I will. 
Jesus was saying to him, I am willing to heal you. Be thou clean. Jesus confirmed the fact that he was willing to heal the man and demonstrated it publicly when he reached out and touched him, even though the law, the Levitical law, forbade contact with a leper. He could have simply spoken the word and the leper would have been healed, but Jesus stretched his hand out to heal him and to touch him personally, even in his unclean condition. He said, be thou clean. There is healing power in the words of Jesus Christ. He commanded the man's body to change and for the leprosy to leave. And so as he spoke, the disease had to get up and go. Amen. The disease had to leave. In Mark chapter 1, verse 42, Mark chapter 1, verse 42, it says, As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was clean. You see, we must know beyond any doubt that just as Jesus Christ was moved with compassion and was willing to heal all those who came to him then, It is his will to heal us today. If there is any doubt in your heart as to whether it is his will to heal you of the sickness or disease in your body, you cannot come to him in faith until you believe that he will heal you. You must know that it's his will. If there is any doubt whatsoever in your mind, you must get rid of it right now. You must settle it for all. There are many Christians who know Jesus has power to heal, but they still have doubts as to whether it is his will to heal them. They need to have a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ as their personal healer, and know it is his will to heal their bodies before they can come to him to receive the manifestation of his healing touch to them. You see, you can't show up in faith and have a ton of doubt. You got to get rid of that part. You must get rid of that part. And you must come to the Lord boldly, not wavering and vacillating, but knowing that he will heal you. Knowing. We must all come to see and know Jesus Christ is our healer. He is today seated at the right hand of the Father, in a position of supreme power and authority over all powers, over all sickness, over all disease, over all things. Amen? He will not turn away from us when we come to him and reach out in faith. 
Jesus Christ is our healer has taken our sins and sicknesses upon himself. He knows what we have. He knows how we feel. He knows about our fear, our pain, all of our worries and anxieties, and he is still moved with compassion to help us. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are and yet without sin. We must come to know Jesus Christ, our healer, is moved with compassion toward us. We must know that he has made full provision for our healing. We must know it is his will to heal us. Then we can come boldly in faith, being fully persuaded that he is faithful to do what he has promised. Amen. Being faithful to do what he has promised. Amen. We have to know that. Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, through distrust. He was fully persuaded. We must be fully persuaded too. Not only that God has the power to heal us, but that he will heal us. Some shrink back from that, but you have to grow beyond that place. Amen? Praise the Lord. We have to acknowledge that. Let me see where I want to get to. Mark chapter 1, verse 45. Mark. Chapter 1, verse 45. In this healing, the person, even after God told him, you know, many, many times he told them, okay, don't, don't run all over the place telling everybody this. They did it anyway. This man went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter. He told all his business insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. Well, so much for keeping that a secret. (laughs) Amen. Now, we're going to look at Luke 5 for a couple of minutes. We're going to look at Luke 5 for a couple of minutes. And it came to pass, I'm in Luke 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what means they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, see, there was an act of faith here. 
he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. But you see, you had the Pharisees present with their attitude. You had the unbelieving Pharisees. And when Jesus, I'm in verse 22, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts, whether it whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Amen. Glorifying God. So what the Lord wants me to say to you is to persevere, to continue, and some effort continue. Be patient. Be persistent in spite of all difficulty and all opposition. There are many people who do not receive their healing simply because they give up. Many have preconceived ideas as to when and how they want to be healed. They want immediate results. And when they are not healed according to the way they think, they give up. Another thing that we must learn is that we must persevere in faith. Regardless of our physical condition or circumstances, until we see the manifestation of God's healing power in our body. The people that received their healings persevered in faith. They were fully persuaded that Jesus had the power and was willing to heal their friend. Is an act. When they could not make their way through the crowd, they gathered outside Peter's house, climbed up to the roof, drew the man up with ropes on his bed, after them, and they took the tiles off the roof of Peter's house and let the paralyzed man down into the room where Jesus was te- was teaching. And they did not care what anybody thought of them or what they were doing. When Jesus saw their faith, he looked down upon the man lying there before him and said, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. You see, the man needed healing, but Jesus ministered to his soul. He forgave his sins first. That's important, saints. That's very, very important. The greatest miracle that Jesus did was healing the soul of that man by forgiving his sins. Then the healing of his body. Amen? That man had a need to be forgiven and set free from his bondage in sin. Jesus also wanted the Pharisees and the doctors of the law to know that he had been given by God Almighty power on earth to forgive men of their sins, claiming that they were saying, rather, that Jesus was being blasphemous 
But when he forgave that man's sin and he got up off that bed and took it and went home, there was their proof right in their faces, so to speak. Amen? So, there should be no doubt, because in these accounts there is undeniable proof. There is evidence that Jesus is the Son of God and that he's given power on earth to forgive men's sins and to heal their diseases. By that ye may know that the Son of God, the Son of Man, has authority on earth to forgive sins. And this example of healing, we see a twofold ministry of Jesus. The forgiveness of sin and healing of the body go hand in hand, go hand in hand. Very good. The same divine power that flows through him in forgiving our sins is there to heal our bodies. Amen? When we truly understand this truth, it will enable us to believe Jesus for our healing as well as for our salvation. Just as we receive the salvation of our souls by faith, we can reach out by faith and receive healing for our bodies. It does not take a greater faith to believe God for our healing than it does to believe God for salvation. We serve an unlimited God who forgives all of our iniquities and who heals all of our diseases. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. We must recognize that Jesus Christ is the Savior of our bodies as well as the Savior of our souls, his promises. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that means that there is someone who needs to recast this. Amen. Amen. Jesus is real. Yes, the Lord is real. And we need to believe him. Yes, we do. We need to believe him. We're going to go to our guest call-ins for a few moments. And I'm going to see who wants to be who wants to receive prayer. Area code 612 you're on the air in Jesus' name. Area code 612, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hello. Amen, amen. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you yes. doing, Stephen? I'm fine. Uh, how are you? Uh, uh, I could be better. I could be better, but I've been suffering lately. What have you been I'm suffering with? Like at nighttime, like when I go to get ready to go to bed, it's like something's like trying to like ride me and like it's like wrapped around my like it's like wrapped around my lower back, like my lower back, my heart, 
Like it's like my body didn't turn cold, like like numb. Like my like it's froze, but I'm alive. I'm well, I'm kicking, like my pulse and everything reads, but like I just like I got a lot of things going on right now spiritually. Like yeah. what? Um uh Like there's like our uh you know uh I don't, I, I can't I can't do this I'm sorry love God bless your heart and and everything you do for your people I just I I, I apologize uh, well if you would like help I would I would encourage you to keep talking well like I woke up and my, and my head was split open on the train right. And, like, I didn't know where I was or anything like that. And I was just, like, and I felt like I was walking in this, like, like another, like another realm type of thing. And, like, these things, like, I started thinking. I was saying them out loud, and they just start popping up in my path. And, and um, you know, one night I had, like, I fell underneath this, the, this tree. And I, I thought it was a tree, and I, and I woke up, and it was a black dragon. And, um... I'm wondering how long this black dragon's been in my life and how many forms it's taken and, and through the entities it's come to harm me and cause me spiritual destruction. I have a question. Have you ever asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins? Yes, ma'am. But that's not the problem. I haven't. I've never been able to forgive myself, no matter what you know? Jesus says. Well, that's, I know something you're going to, that's something you're going to have to do. Okay. You have to do that. Okay. You understand? Oh. Now, let's talk um, about I don't, it. I don't, I mean, let's okay. talk about it. <clears throat> have you ever been on drugs? Yes, ma'am, I, I have. Mm-hmm. Are you on drugs now? Um, I, I smoke marijuana. I just smoke marijuana. Okay, you're going to have to stop smoking marijuana, and you're going to have to stop vaping. How you know okay? I, oh, never mind. Yes, ma'am. You're going to have to stop doing those kinds of things. You see, your body belongs to Jesus Christ. It's his personal property. And so you can't treat it any kind of way you feel like treating it and do what you want to do because it doesn't belong to you anyway. It belongs to Jesus Christ. You didn't give yourself a body before you got here, and when you die and come out of your body, you can't make it get up and follow you. Only God can. So your body does not belong to you. It belongs to Jesus Christ. And you need to treat it with that level of respect, like it belongs to Jesus Christ. You understand? I I think I do. I I believe I do. Do you my have tattoos? My body and mine. My body, That's my right. body belongs to Jesus. Do you have so tattoos? Yes, ma'am. I have two. How many of them do you have? I have three. I got I got one on my neck and then one on top of that one to cover that one up and then I got one on my forearm. All right. Well, I'm going to take you through a prayer 
I, do you own a Bible? Do you own a King James Version of the Bible? No, ma'am, I don't. But I, I have a Bible here. It's like an NIVP, MVP or something like that. Uh, VIP. Okay. See. You can go to Walmart. Well, you know where Walmart is? Yes, ma'am. They have a King James Version. Use that one. Okay. All right. It's cheap. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to pray for you, all right? Yes, ma'am. And I'm going to ask you to participate in the prayer, all right? All right. Okay, Heavenly Father, saints, we're in prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. No, not yet. Amen. Hold on. Heavenly okay. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bring this young man before you. And we ask you, Father, to have mercy upon him and to draw him to you, Lord. We ask, forgive him of his sins. We forgive him. We forgive him of him of his sins. And we ask you, Father, to help him to understand the things that Jesus said in the Bible that pertain to his life. Now, you say this, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I have sinned in my life. I have sinned in my life. I believe. I believe. That you died on the cross. That you died on the cross. For my sin. For my sin. I ask you to forgive all of my sins. I can't hear you. I you forgive all my sins. I can't hear you. Okay. Even the ones that I don't know are sins yet. Even the ones I don't know are sins yet. I ask you to forgive all the sins of all my ancestors. I ask you to forgive all the sins of all my ancestors. I ask you to come live in my heart. I ask you to come live in my heart. And to be my personal Savior. And to be my personal Savior. And the Lord of my life. And the Lord of my life. I want nothing to do with Satan. I don't want anything to do with Satan. Or with his powers. Or with his power. Or with his work. Or with his work. I want to come to heaven when I die. I want to come to heaven when I die. I ask you to deliver me from all of my sins. I ask you to deliver me from all of my sins. And to heal me. And to heal me. And to help me to understand what you're saying in the Bible. And to help me understand. Put your name in the Bible. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for receiving his prayer. Satan, you are bound in his life in the name of Jesus Christ. You are bound coming down the family line. You are bound in the curses because Jesus became a curse for him. You are bound in the habits of his life. 
You are bound in the sin areas of his life. You are bound in his past. We cut his past away from him with the sword of the spirit. We bind his past up and we loose him from it now in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave him now in Jesus' name. You can't stay there tormenting him forever. We bind all the demons in his mind and all the demons in his soul in Jesus' name. We command you to be bound, to be chained in the name of Jesus Christ. We send you into the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the warring angels that you have assigned to this young man. Hey, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you will watch over him, that you will heal him, that you will guide him, that you will direct him, that he will come to understand and recognize when you're talking to him. We bind all evil voices in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every evil voice in the name of Jesus. We bind every personality that is not of Jesus Christ. And, Father, we release him into your hands tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut him free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, and snare of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the grip and hold of the devil in his life in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you direct his steps in righteousness in Jesus' name. We cut him away clear from the old path that he has lived in Jesus' name. We cut him away from every spirit of sorcery and all alcohol in Jesus' name. We cut him free from all sex sins in Jesus' name. We cut him free from all lying and all sins of the flesh in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we call for him to walk in the newness of life with Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. We cover him in the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. We cover him with the blood of Jesus Christ, and we pray that he comes back week after week to listen every Wednesday and every Friday to hear what you have to say, to come back every Wednesday and every Friday and every Sunday morning at 1230 so he can learn and he can grow and he can hear what you have to say to him so that your word can take hold of his heart, his mind, and his life in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we hand him off to you. We thank you for your intervention, Father, in the name of Jesus. And all the saints said amen. Amen. You can see. Amen. Do you feel any better? Yes, ma'am. Good. My eyes, like, they were flooded. It was like the gates of my eyes were flooded. And they were released because it's like sorrow, sorrow. Sorrowful images being replayed and replayed by over All and right. over. But I thank you. Okay. I just look forward to the light and the righteousness the Lord provides to his people as one body and one mind. I just thank you for your time and your patience with me. Thank you. Okay, well, call us back on Friday. We'll be here at the same time, and we'll talk to you some more. All right? Yes, ma'am. 
All right. God bless you, and thank you for calling. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We want to give you thanks and praise, Lord. Thank you. Saints, we need to keep praying for him. Amen. We need to keep praying for him. We need to keep praying. He's got a lot to learn and a lot to grow. Amen. We just praise you, Lord, and we thank you for it. Amen. We thank you for reaching out in love. You said to us in church the other day that you were going to use us to get people saved, and you're doing just what you promised. Amen. You're doing just what you promised. We want to thank you for this, Lord. Praise God. Amen. We want to thank you. We have a good God, and he's good all the time. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your name. Amen. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name. Bless your holy name, Lord. Amen, amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a Central American human trafficker revealed that cartels are harvesting children's organs and packing their corpses with drugs as part of illicit and lucrative cross-border operations, the anonymous trafficker admitted in a recent interview. In most cases, they wanted to sell their organs, so that is the reason they take children, the trafficker said. Sometimes they take out the organs, fill the body with drugs, so they could take it through the border, he added. Wealthy people around the world are buying organs through unauthorized clinics, according to the trafficker. The unidentified informant said cartels use children because they yield high profits. They just care about the money, the trafficker said. Sexual predators also purchase children from the cartels, he added. I've heard that some people in places have very specific things that they like, certain nationalities or certain age groups. So the cartels are looking for the people going around, and when they spot someone with those characteristics, they tend to take them, the trafficker said. Guatemalan president said in June that smugglers have taken advantage of the Biden administration's confusing immigration messaging and use children to easily cross into the U.S. illegally. Right now, there has been confusion with the messages. When they say we're going to codify all the children who have their parents here, what the coyotes say, there is not convenient for them, the the migrants. Let's see. Grab the children and come. That child may be related, he may not be related. 
Wanting a child is the coyote's way of manipulating people, the uh, president said. U.S. Customs and Border Protection authorities have encountered over 1,900,000 migrants, 128,845 of which are unaccompanied children at the southern border since October, according to agency statistics. Thank you, Jesus. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the U.S. audit regulator signed an agreement with its Chinese counterpart on August 26, building toward an arrangement in which U.S. officials will be able to inspect the records of accounting firms in China and Hong Kong. The Chinese Communist Party has been resistant to attempts by U.S. regulators to gain access to audit papers of Chinese companies listed in the United States, but now it appears to be yielding to the effort. Friday's deal, one of the most detailed ever reached between regulators in the United States and China, is likely to be seen as a huge win for Sino-American business relations. Given that billions of dollars worth of Chinese investments could be lost without it, as of Friday, some hundred, some 163 Chinese companies had been identified by U.S. regulators as being non-compliant with their audit requirements and thus eligible for delisting from U.S. markets. Among those companies named for possible delisting was e-commerce giant Alibaba. The firms were named under the requirement of the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act, which was signed into law in 2020. This law allows Chinese companies until 2024 to reach compliance with U.S. auditing requirements, though Congress debating bringing that date forward to 2023. The law was passed in response to the CCP's refusal to allow U.S. regulators access to audit papers of its accounting firms and appears now to have had its desired effect in opening up that information to U.S. inspection and verification. (coughs) The Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, which oversees audits of U.S. listed companies, said in a statement that Friday's deal would allow U.S. regulators to travel to China and Hong Kong to view complete audit work papers with all information included and for the oversight board to retain information as needed. The board added that it retained sole discretion to select the firms, audit engagements, and potential violations it inspects and investigates without consultation with nor input from Chinese authorities. Chinese state-owned media said that the China Securities Regulatory Commission and China's Ministry of Finance, which are signatories to the deal, had agreed to allow the U.S. access to the documents, but that the papers would be obtained by and transferred through the Chinese side. Chinese media also said that the agreement included arrangements for sensitive information and providing a feasible path for both sides to discharge their regulatory mandates while protecting relevant information. 
We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Solomon Islands had has temporarily barred U.S. Navy vessels from entering its ports months after the country signed a security and cooperation agreement with China. The U.S. Embassy in Canberra, Australia, has said, on August 29th, the United States received formal notification from the government of Solomon Islands regarding a moratorium on its naval visits, pending updates and protocol procedures, the embassy stated. Meanwhile, Manasseh Sogavari, Prime Minister of the Pacific Nation, asked the country's partners to give the government some time to put in place a new procedure to approve port visits. According to the minister's statement, which was emailed to the newspeople, that when adopted, the new rules will universally apply to all visiting naval vessels. His statement went on to say that the nation had unfortunate experiences of foreign naval vessels entering the country's waters during the course of the year without diplomatic clearance granted, without providing any specifics. The suspension came after an incident on August 23rd when a U.S. Coast Guard vessel requested permission to stop and refuel but received no response from the Solomon Island authorities. At the time, U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that Washington was disappointed in that decision. In response, Sogavari claimed that the U.S. ship had received permission to dock, but when it was granted, the American vessel had already left the nation's waters, apparently heading for Papua New Guinea instead. In April, the Solomon Islands signed a security pact with China to address security threats and ensure a safe environment for investment. The move, however, did not sit well with a number of Western countries, with the U.S. saying that Washington was concerned about the lack of transparency and unspecified nature of the agreement. Australia, meanwhile, voiced concern that the treaty had the potential to undermine stability in our region. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a gun control advocacy group is seeking to make credit card companies flag suspicious purchases of firearms, suggesting that restricting such activities might end up saving lives. The shooters in at least five mass shootings have stockpiled guns and ammo using credit cards and killed 145 people. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have the power to flag suspicious purchases and save lives. Call on them to act. Giffords, a gun control group led by Democratic Party member Gabby Giffords, stated in August 29th tweet, the post also linked to the webpage of another organization, Guns Down America. The Guns Down America lists three shooting incidents involving large purchases. In 2012, the shooter who killed 12 people in Aurora, Colorado, used credit cards to buy $9,000 worth of guns, ammunition, and body armor over a period of two months. In 2016, the shooter who killed 49 people in Orlando, Florida, charged $26,000 on his credit cards in 12 days to buy ammunition and guns. 
And in 2017, the shooter who killed 60 people in Las Vegas bought guns and ammunition worth $94,000 over a 12-month period. Guns Down America insists that the bank should flag such suspicious activity in the same way they report fraud, identity theft, etc. to law enforcement officials. For this purpose, the 9,000 standalone gun and ammunition stores across America should be categorized under a new merchant category code within the financial system, the organization states. At present, gun stores are classified as sporting goods by banks and retailers. As such, institutions have no way of identifying people who are suspiciously purchasing thousands of dollars of firearms and ammunition over a short period of time. Based Down America is working closely with Amalgamated Bank and Giffords to establish the necessary merchant category code. But Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are actively blocking our efforts and standing in the way of life-saving reforms, the group said. Gifford and Guns Down America's proposal have attracted criticism as it, is, as it basically seeks to restrict a citizen's right to purchase firearms. Though uh, Guns Down America pushes the term suspicious activity for large gun purchases, such purchases are neither illegal nor suspicious. People usually make large gun and ammunition purchases for several reasons, such as saving money by buying in bulk, going on a hunt, sporting, and so on. Back in 2018, there was a campaign to make Visa refuse business with assault weapon manufacturers. However, the company declined to do so, making it clear that restricting the sale of lawful goods and services is not its job. Moreover, guns used by criminals often tend to be obtained illegally. The last time Washington collected such data was was in 2004, when the Bureau of Justice Statistics asked inmates of state and federal prisons how they procured guns. Where there were fewer gun ownership restrictions, 40% of inmates admitted to obtaining the guns illegally, with just 13% of them buying from a pawn shop or a store. In the remaining 37 states, 60% of inmates procured guns illegally. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is expected to clear new boosters this week for the Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines. Even though the companies have not completed trials on human subjects and without the vaccine going before an advisory panel of doctors, the process of approval was set in motion on June 28th when the panel of doctors that advised the FDA on vaccines met virtually and voted to allow the vaccine makers to modify their already approved vaccine boosters to add an Omicron component to target the variant of the virus that is now dominant in the United States. When reached, the acting chairman of that committee, Dr. Arnold Monto, defended the panel's decision. The problem is it takes a long time to pull together an advisory meeting, he said. said, 
a professor of epidemiology and global public health at the University of Michigan. He added that there is no requirement that the advisory committee meets on request for clearance. The, the conclusion of FDA says the data was clear enough and based on what we had recommended. They were moving ahead, Monto said. The vote came after the head of the FDA's vaccine unit, Dr. Peter Marks, said that the vaccines had undoubtedly saved many lives, but that their effectiveness does, not, does appear to wane over time and won't hold up quite as well in the face of new variants. Omicron emerged in late 2021 and has proven better able to evade vaccine-bestowed protection than earlier strains. BA5, a subvariant of Omicron, is currently dominant in the United States. The FDA had said it wanted new boosters for the latest variant going into fall and winter, when cases of COVID-19 are expected to rise again as people gather more indoors after falling during the summer months. Pfizer and Moderna have already reported data from clinical trials with modified vaccines containing an Omicron BA1 component, and in June, following the committee's vote, were instructed to begin testing the modified vaccines containing BA45 components. But those tests won't be finished by the time the new boosters are approved. Dr. Pierre Corey, President and Chief medical officer of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance and a former head of critical care at the University of Wisconsin Hospital, criticized the pending authorization. Rushing this new combo vaccine out without proper test convening the Vaccine Advisory Committee only serves to fatten big farmers. bottom line, Corey said via email. These companies are completely absolved of responsibility for the harm these vaccines will inevitably cause as they continue to rake in to rake its profits. The FDA is needlessly putting Americans in jeopardy and must be stopped. A recent report on group life insurance data published by the Society of Actuaries shows a 200% increase in deaths for people ages 35 to 44 in the third quarter of 2021. Nine months after the vaccine was introduced and around the same time, many large corporations imposed a vaccine mandate. The report used data submitted by 20 of the top 21 group term life insurance companies in the United States. When asked why deaths from all causes among Americans would rise after a vaccine has been introduced, Dr. Monto declined to answer. I think I'm not going to be able to comment any further, he said. I believe these vaccines are life-saving, and that's why it's important to get them out with appropriate review. Serious adverse effects have been linked to the COVID-19 vaccines, including severe allergic shock, heart inflammation, and blood clotting. Additionally, in July of 2021, the FDA released results of a safety screening for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine that detected four potential adverse events of interest, pulmonary embolism, acute myocardial infarction, immune thrombocytopenia, 
and disseminated intravascular coagulation, coagulation. Sorry, These four events may not be true safety concerns, and the screening method cannot establish that the vaccine caused these, the FD said at the time, adding that these had not been identified as concerns in the vaccine adverse event reporting system. A passive reporting system run by the FDA and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows 30,479 reported deaths following vaccination with the COVID-19 vaccines and more than 1 million adverse events as of August 19th. Patients, family members, and healthcare providers are able to submit information to this system describing what they believe may be a side effect from a vaccine. Only a fraction of all side effects are thought to be reported to the database. With a 2007 to 2010 study showing just 1% were reported. Amen. Lord Jesus, we need you. We truly do need you in this life and in this world. Amen. We truly do need you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, we are ready to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for making us ready. Thank you for bringing us here for such a time as this. Thank you for the ability to learn these things as Pastor Supreme has shared with us. Father, we ask you to grant us every gift we need by your spirit. We come boldly before your throne of grace to say thank you, Father. Thank you for the extraordinary gift of your only begotten Son. Here it is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You put your Son out there to be that substitute and sacrifice for all of my sins and every one of us who are willing to take responsibility and repent for the things we've done that didn't please you, Father. And we thank you that you're able to change us all from glory to glory, especially as we gaze into your face. From glory to glory, we are being changed. We thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Jesus, that you ever lived to make intercession for us. You are a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So we come boldly before your throne of grace in time of need. <clears throat> and you said, if two of you on earth agree to us anything ask, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. Well, there's more than two of us. And we get, we're gathering because of the blood of the covenant, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Jesus. It's that blood. It's that blood that's redeemed us. The blood, the holy, holy, holy blood of the living God. We thank you, Father, for being in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world unto yourself, not imputing our trespasses unto us. And thank you, Jesus, for praying to the Father for each of us, that the Father will keep us by the power of his name. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus in your name. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you out of the house of the Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory for your mercies. Your mercies are extraordinary, extraordinary grace, extraordinary mercy. I certainly didn't deserve it, but I thank you for it. I thank you that you remove our sins when we repented. And we look to you, Lord Jesus. You remove our sins. Help me, Jesus. 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 Okay, there we go. I don't know if you can still hear me. That wire popped out. I, I repent for the headset. Praise you, Father. No, you can hear me, Father. And that's what really matters, is that the Lord Jesus is interceding for each of us. Thank you that blood is sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So of all these different situations, Father God, that Pastor Sabrina just read through, Father God, we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication for each one. Save all the children, Father. He said, call upon me the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. 
and thou shalt glorify me. In Psalm 50, verse 15. So for all these things, Father, with the, what the cartels are doing with the children, Father God, and people selling body parts and selling organs of, of children, Father God, and not just children that are being brought across from the southern border, all kinds of children, because they've been going on for a long, long, long time. Father God, we bind every one of those spirits of child sacrifice, every spirit of idolatry is found, every spirit of mammon, worship of money, every spirit of rebellion against the living God, in Jesus' name is bound. Satan, you and all your underlings are perpetually, continually bound in Jesus' name. Jesus says, if two of you on earth are great, just touching the earth, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. And Jesus said, behold, him, depart to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by enemy search you. And we speak blindness to the eyes of the enemy. I do. Blindness to the eyes of the enemy. Mutinous to the eyes of the enemy. And the only here which just wants to hear pertain to each and every one of us, each one of the body of Christ and all of our family members, cut out and render unto our neighbors those demons, assembled into the put on render unto, render unto our neighbors, assembled into their bosom, their reproach, with their reproach to thee, Lord. Whatever people are doing against you, Lord, they're doing it. Cut up, cut up, cut up. Even as Jesus said, it was Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Saul saw why he persecute me. Jesus didn't. Saul didn't persecute Jesus in the flesh. He persecuted the body of Christ. Jesus takes it very, very personal. As Pastor Sabrina said, whatever you do to whatever you do to one of these, you turn it unto him. So Father, just like you said in Matthew twenty five forty. So Father God, we first of all we take responsibility to repent for our parts, my part, and my family's part, my generational iniquities, Father God, for anything we've done that's displeasing to you. For my family's part in the past, when we used to, my family, and my, my mom, I used to anyway, my older brother used to support Planned Parenthood, and my big, my younger sister, they thought that was a great thing. So, Father God, but it was deception. There's so much deception going on, Father God. Deliver us and grant us every gift we need, including the gifts of discernment, and we thank you for delivering us. Thank you for loosing your obedient angels to fight for each one of us, Father. More with us than with them, just like you said in Second Kings 6. 16 and following. And we thank you, Father God, for releasing your angels, just like you said, because Jesus said the things I've done, you will do, and greater things than these in Matthew 14, 12. And Jesus said, I could presently ask for my Father more than 12 legions of angels in Matthew 26, 53. So we ask you to release your angels, to fight for the children, fight for all those in harm's way, Father God, not just the children, but yes, all the children, Father, the big children, the young children, older children, too. That's for your divine intervention, adjudication of all these situations, Father God. And we thank you, Father, your arms not too short to say, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, every ungodly spirit seen to kill, still, and destroy from our positions, even in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, 6, according to Proverbs 18, 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and are safe. Your demonic assignment is to steal, kill, and destroy, I mean, against the children and all those have been bewitched by the mass psychosis. People think that, oh, I have to get another booster. But all those spirits of deception, every spirit of idolatry, and they could have medical tyranny, idolatry. And all those spirits of mind control are bound. Every You, Satan, the mind blinder are bound. You, the strong man, are bound in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. And all your little underlings are bound, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, coming against all the children, every nation, not just the United States, not just Guatemala, Every nation, every area, in Jesus' name, including those playing games internationally, including relationships with between China and the the Solomon Islands and all surrounding areas in the eastern 
area over there near Australia in Jesus' name. They bind every ungodly spirit's assignment near Taiwan. Every ungodly spirit's assignment to steal, kill, and to destroy are bound. Bind every spirit of Zeus. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven in Jesus. And no further flow of power communication with the demons down there. The second heaven is the bush and the deep from our position to the heavenly places to all those who've been in the city war, including the children, not just at the southern border, including all those in harm's way, <clears throat> not just in Taiwan, every area. Every area in the United States, every area in every nation, in Jesus' name, including those Dutch farmers that are being put under severe pressure, and all the others that are in France and other areas put under severe pressure by different people to threaten them, to try and cause fear. Well, how are we going to heat our house? And all these, all these ungodly spirits of ungodly mind control and fear are bound in Jesus' name. All the spirits behind a global tyranny. And the, the thing that Pat Holiday talked about over and over again for many, many years, they want to make America a third world nation and bring in the new world order. Well, it looks like they're working diligently. Satan is working overtime. But, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that Jesus is not asleep. He that watches over Israel, now there slumbers and sleeps. You're up all night anyway, Lord. We thank you for fighting for us. We thank you for fighting for us. The more with us than with them. We give you praise and honor and glory. Divine intervention, Father God, in every area of every nation, including what has been called the United States of America, whether it's the corporate United States of America or the one based on the true constitution and declaration of independence. Yes, we divine intervention, adjudication, the way you see fit, Father God, in Jesus' name, and also concerning the, the gun control advocacy groups that are trying to bring up some new ways, makes sound so logical, to avoid killing people. Well, guns don't kill people. The, the demons in the people are holding the guns. Or the, 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 the demons in the people, people to be mind controlled. We find every one of those Manchurian candidates, spirits, every trigger tone, trigger word, trigger tone. They cancel the assignments. All those being given pharmaceutical agents to control their minds in, it, in conjunction with the with all the sorcery and all the other ungodly control being done to those such as the people from the, the different mass shootings in Jesus' name that happened over and over and over again. They're fighting so diligently to get rid of the Second Amendment. Why would they want to do that? Because the people in Australia said, don't let them ever take away your guns because you'll be just like we are. When they're going around grabbing the Aborigine children without any consent from anyone and just jabbing them, giving them this wonderful vaccine that's supposed to be so beneficial, it's killing hundreds of thousands of people in different places, even though they try to cover up what's actually being done. Sometimes it leaks out in different countries like Scotland and other places, and then it even comes out in the Ferris report. Is 20,000 people killed enough? Is 100,000 injuries enough? And that's only 1%? How many have actually been injured? How many actually died? Had a and, of course, they say, oh, well, no, this person just had a heart attack. But why did they have a heart attack? Did they get vaccinated? Hmm, interesting thought. Father God, help us and help all of our family members to receive the gifts that they need by your Spirit. And the Holy Ghost to bring conviction and repentance. Remove the blinders from their eyes. Remove the blinders from their hearts, Father God. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, new and understanding hearts, Father God. Those that are being listening to the main, there may be a few people still listening to mainstream media. I know the ratings for CNN have plummeted. Father God, there's some people that just out of habit keep doing bad things. Some people just out of habit keep going to buy their cocaine. Some people just out of habit 
keep going to drink another fifth of whiskey. Some people just out of habit want to drive drunk. Some people just out of habit want to do things that are not beneficial for their bodies, Father God. They want to listen to things that, well, these people say they're the authority. What is that called? There's an actual name for that. Kind of a, when people believe the tyrants that are controlling them, and just like what happened with the Nazis did in Germany, kind of a, such a sick thing. Father God, we find every spirit of mental illness and the spirits of insanity working through people in authority. The, speak, the people in authority that have absolutely, they're absolutely psychopaths, have absolutely, they're like an alligator or a crocodile. They have absolutely no concern for human beings whatsoever. Father, we find that spirit of, of kind of inhuman qualities manifesting to people that look like they're human in Jesus' name. The people are totally controlled by greed and corruption. We bind every on God's road. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven in Jesus' name. And you know what they're doing, Father God, and you're returning it back on their own heads. Return, return to center in Jesus' name. What they plan for others is going to come back on them. Just what happened to Mordecai, Haman. What happened to Haman? What he was planning to do to Mordecai's people was Mordecai wouldn't bow down and kiss his boots or kiss his sandals or whatever it was. Father God, these people that are railing against the human beings created in your image and the very blood, we're all created in one blood, one image of the one living God. Let them be confounded and put to shame, like it says in Psalm 35, 4. Let them be confounded and put to shame to seek after any one of our souls, including the children's souls. Let them be uh, turned back and brought to confusion that the devise our hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid from me their net in a pit, which without cause they dig from my soul. Let destruction come upon it unless they repent. The human beings repent. Maybe they can still repent. Let destruction. Father, we do pray for those who despite the use of save the souls that can be saved, Father. Including the witches that can be that can repent, Father God. Let destruction come upon him as unawares. Let his net that is hid catch himself into that very destruction, let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. He shall rejoice in his salvation. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivereth the poor from him that is too strong for him. Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. We thank you for delivering his Father. You said, because he set his love upon me. In fact, all the benefits of Psalm 91. For he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the north and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walk in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only by thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high of the habitation. Shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, thou shalt trample under feet in Jesus' name. Which goes right along 
with Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be enemy in search of Satan. You're under our feet in Jesus' name, and you're bound. Everyone, you're under your mind-blinding spirits, the eye-blocking spirits, the spirit of antichrist and loving spirits of rebellion, every spirit of covenants, all the marine spirits, asmodus, asmodus, incubus, succubus, all ungodly, unclean spirits, every spirit of mammon and covetousness, every spirit of greed and corruption, perversion, every ungodly spirit are bound in Jesus' name because of the blood of God, including every spirit of love of this present world and rebellion against the living God in Jesus' name are bound in Jesus' name. You say every single one of your unlands are perpetually, continually bound in Jesus' name. Jesus says, but if you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And Father, we're asking in Jesus' name, and we thank you for giving your angels charge over each of us, and we thank you, Father, for patiencing your work to perform it, and we give you praise and honor, Lord, for your divine intervention, adjudication, which we know for all who stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Those that have accepted Jesus to receive well done, good and faithful servant, Lord willing, and, and the rest of the people before the white throne of judgment before they go into the lake of fire. So, Father God, help us to be ready for the day when Jesus returns. Because it's a very challenging time, Father God, a very challenging time when you come to judge the earth, Father. And Jesus left out that part about the judgment when he was quoting Isaiah 61, Father God. But this, the time has come. The time has come. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to pro- proclaim liberty to the captives, <clears throat> the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. It's coming soon. To comfort all that mourn, yes, Lord, to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Ah, the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They might be called trees of righteousness, the plant of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified, King Jesus. Be glorified, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, for not leaving us as orphans. Thank you for the spirit of adoption. We not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father, expose what's going on. We thank you for Dr. Pierre Corey bringing to light with the, the double talk from the people supporting the new FDA approval of the boosters, Father God. We thank you for him trying to bring some common sense into, into this issue, Father God, in Jesus' name. Try to say, hey, uh, could this all be done just to help the vaccine manufacturers? So we, Father God, we ask, and not to help the people? Why is it they want to help the vaccine manufacturers and not the people? Father God, or do they want to help the people? Or maybe they're just confused. Because it says in here where some people are not only confused themselves, but it calls other people to be confused. Because some people, Dr. Lee Merritt said, she's come out of agreement with the medical cult. And that's kind of what it is. They used to use common sense, but now that's going bye-bye. Father God, now they just have the walking in lockstep like a bunch of people goose-step with the Nazis. They're all walking in lockstep right over heading, heading toward the fiery cliff to fall over the cliff. Father, deliver those that can be delivered, Father God, that are following insanity and insane declarations and insane suggestions and so-called mandates which are no legal basis whatsoever, Father God. And we thank you, Father God. We've not received that spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of, a, of, the spirit of adoption, whereby we call Abba, Father. We thank you for hearing our prayers for Christ's sake and delivering us all, because you said, call upon me the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and I shall glorify me, including all the children, Father God. Not just those to be used by the cartels, all the children, Father God. The children have been 
shipped in and bust all over the place as Father God has passed us to bring the red. So many, many children, Father God, unaccompanied minors, put in buses, put in planes, taken different places, and maybe the people controlling Joe Biden knows, maybe those people keep correcting him and those nice uh, movie sets that are supposed to look like the White House, <clears throat> maybe they know what the purpose is. Maybe they're lining their coffers. Maybe that's where the money is. Maybe that's all they care about. Some people say that even some people in so-called white hats, maybe they've been bought out too. I don't know, Father God, but you know every single thing. Just like those things that uh, we said, the, uh, the Pharisees, they, they were murmuring in their hearts, well, how can this guy forgive sins? Jesus knows what everybody's thinking. He knows what I'm thinking. Every moment, even when I'm asleep, I'm not really aware of what I'm thinking. So, Father, we ask you to deliver us from every spirit of stinking thinking. And since the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every I think that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. Christ, for me and those I can stand in for, I bind every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ for me and those I can stand in for. And if every Christian would do that, Father God, those that repent of their sins, ask Jesus to come live in their hearts, Father God, you can change the world, Father God. Pat Holiday said, if just all the founding members, every believer, all the defenders of every believer came to Jesus, then Lord, we had the most phenomenal revival. And we thank you, Father God, that you inspire me to look up this thing about Donald Trump's heritage, Father God, from his Scottish heritage. And on, the, on his mother's side, it is very positive. On his father's side, it was not so positive. But, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that, that you could use this man. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. Just like the, the scriptures that different people posted, Father God, from Psalm 118, starting verse 8, it's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. So we don't put confidence in man. We put confidence in you, Lord. We don't put confidence in, the, in our doctors necessarily. We put confidence in you, Lord. Because the doctors, they're just frail human beings, just like us. They're just gorgeous hunks of dust, Father God. And they just know what they've been taught, Father God. And some of them have been taught helpful things, and some of them have been taught misleading or maybe outright lies, Father God. So, Father God, we don't hold the grudges against them. We forgive everyone from our hearts, Father God, including ourselves. We forgive God's self and others. Forgive me for my past mistakes, Father God. Forgive our ancestors, Father God, for not taking care of the children, not standing up for their children, not standing up for this republic, Father God, in the United States, as well as the other nations where people, like in Australia and other nations, I think it was New Zealand, they gave up their guns because they were saying, oh, this is a great idea. Uh, Father God, help us all to realize that even the people in Switzerland, they have their own militia, their own army, and every citizen have guns, and, and they live in the mountains, and they have not been overrun by others, Father God. And I think people could overrun them, but, of course, maybe they're controlled with financial things. I don't know. Father God, we ask you to deliver us from all ungodly plans and schemes of the enemy with the central digital currency nonsense, the uh, business to use, kind of tracking and all the rest of it. We ask you to deliver us from every ungodly plan of the, of the World Economic Forum and every other ungodly thing. And we thank you, Father God, that when we look to you, Lord, and we cast all our cares on you, that you forgive us, Lord. And we do. I do that daily, Father God. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And we thank you that you care for us so much, Lord, that you hung on that tree to take our cup of cursing, for Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. But as written, cursed is everyone that hangs upon the tree. Thank you for hanging on that tree for each of us. We give you praise and honor and glory, Father, which you've already done, are doing, and going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. And all the saints said, amen in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm.